Are you good to go? Yes. Excellent. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the Talk to Danielle podcast. I am your host, Danielle C. Baker. And before I introduce you, my next guest, uh, don't forget to like, follow or subscribe to whichever channel you're listening or watching. And today I have a very I'm very excited to meet uh, to introduce my guest because I've been watching her for a couple of years, at least, I think. And uh, I just get excited because we, we do share the same passion and she just shines when she does her work. I have Miss Aisha Big with me, and uh, she does uh, story time with Miss Big. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Danielle. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. And it's, it's funny because we, we for those who are listening right now, uh, before the recording, I was just telling Miss Big that. Uh, I was excited when I saw her pop up on the on the Zoom call. I was like, "Oh, I'm talking to her for real." I'm just a big fan, and I I was almost starstruck when I saw her. So, I want to thank you. And again, um, storytelling is is very important to both of us. Uh, we both work in the education system, and I just love it from from the song in the beginning to get the kids all excited about reading, and uh, to have this variety of uh, different books that uh, you uh, you make accessible to people. So I wanted to, before I, I go into the importance of reading to our children, could you kind of briefly share your story with us and, and how you got to where you are now? Sure, sure. Um, I'll be happy to. Um, I began my journey of reading on social media when I created my YouTube channel back in 2020 uh, with 306 videos uploaded and 370 subscribers. Uh, soon after, my family and friends um, had suggested that I should open an, an Instagram page. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that will work. Maybe it won't work. I don't know. So I have recorded and uploaded over 650 stories with over 1,300 followers. Um, I just... I've been an educator for more than 20 years. And, you know, when COVID happened, uh, everything ceased. So that meant my job as a preschool teacher for 11 years. Uh, and that meant that I had to take a step back and find something that I uh, need to do. And it got me thinking that summer, I'm like, wait a minute, I love teaching. I still want to reach out to families, reach out to children, enable instill the love of reading, what should I do? So I have always had the support of my family uh, and friends, and they suggested, hey, open up a YouTube channel. I'm like, really, is it going to work for me? No, come on. I'm too, I'm too shy. I can't do it. So then 2020, you know, of October came and I said, you know, let let God do whatever he can. So let me begin. So then I began my YouTube channel, um, my promo video I, I uploaded. And then from soon after, you know, I started getting, I always got books from the library. That was my first thing. I loved reading. So getting books from the library and then I would read them and record them. I know how many times I had to edit the first <laughs> few hundred times that I did. Um, yeah. But it, it improved every single day. And um, here I am now with my Instagram page. And I don't even have to edit anymore. I just record and upload. So <laughs> super exciting. 
That is amazing. And I, I love that you mentioned that because that that leap of faith is terrifying sometimes. It's exciting, but terrifying at the same time, especially with the whole technology part of it. So it's nice that you passed that life. Anybody is thinking of, of starting, it doesn't have to be perfect right away. We just I'm kinda... still learning. I'm still learning to this day. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And, and your videos do look great. I love it. <laughs> just that you there, they kind of draw me in every time. So it's good. <laughs> uh, from your experience, because a lot of um a lot of people are dreading story times now. And that's what I've noticed from from my experience uh, in schools or or parents. Everybody's so busy, we kind of put that aside, but uh, or they just find it's hard to get a child to sit down and, and listen in on the story. So there's that old traditional way of, of reading that changes a little bit, but from your experience, um, what is a simple way to get children interested in reading? The best possible way is, you know, as an educator, as you notice, I always change my backdrop. That gets me excited. That gets me interested mm -hmm. with a theme or or a, a, a scheme that I wanted to do. It gets me excited. And then this way, parents, when they watch me, they say, oh, she's doing this, this kind of theme now. Let's get excited. Let's get books about you know, jungle, you know, jungle animals, yeah. or we have, we have for winter, if we have for spring, you know, spring animal, things like that, that will interest you. You want, we want parents to be able to get the children excited for reading, whether it be when they're going on a road trip, they will be looking at signs, counting the cars, you know, uh, finding out what's in front of them, what's in the sides of them. Um, how about going to the park? The number one thing parents do that I would like to encourage parents that write words on, on post-it notes, put them all around your house so your child can learn to read those words. These little techniques really help them get engaged, get them excited. You know, you say, okay, John, why don't you come and help me? We're going to have these post-it notes. What's the first word that you love that you want to write for us? And, and spelling doesn't count, honestly, for a three, four, five, and even a six-year-old, spelling is not important it's the, as long as they can understand the picture and they can read the word, right? So that gets yeah. the children excited that they are leaders. They are becoming the leaders of reading because they are interested, because parents are interested. But remember, reading is instilled even before birth. And I had mentioned that when I did my YouTube uh, promo that reading begins at birth when parents-to-be read to the children while the baby is in the mom's womb. They create the nursery. They create the whole nursery with books, stuffed animals, everything you can, you can think of. They are creating an environment for their child from the very beginning. That child mm. comes home. They see the, the nursery. They, they look at the books, the stuffed animals. Reading begins right there. This is, a, this is an elephant or this is a giraffe. Your words as parents, what you are saying to your child is reading. They are mm. learning the words. They are learning the environment that you are in. So reading is very important to, to children where parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, they are going to the library, taking their children to the library to, to get them excited. Oh, we're going to get four books of your choice. Which one do you want? And you know, all the books for nursery, preschool, pre-K, they have picture books. So many, mm -hmm. so many variety of picture books just as a picture and your child will tell you the story. That's what's exciting. Your child looking at the picture 
that has no words, but that child is telling me the story. And that's amazing. Your heart gets full because honestly, you, you're like, my child is reading. Even though mm-hmm. there's no words. So the parent, uh, relatives, anybody who's, who's in charge of the children, guardians, they have to want to get excited to have their child who, or who they are taking care of get excited to read. Yeah. Song and dance, song and movement is also one other way, you know, being a preschool teacher, song and dance and movement was the one thing that we just, we started with our day as a routine, right? And then we move on to the um, other uh, areas of like the house area, the art area, the reading area, the library, you know, um, math and science area, everything is about reading. You know, the toys, the manipulatives that we have in the classrooms, everything is about reading words, you know, doing numbers, everything is a part of growing and learning. So, yeah. Oh, and I'm really happy you brought that up because a lot of people get caught up on the reading part where you have to sit and spell out the words and, and say that. And it's so much more than that. Like you said, it starts from the beginning just learning rhyming counting Mm -hmm. that all of that is all part of of reading and it's it it does get the kids excited when it's more interactive like that it's a that's great um it's it's going to be a similar question the next one that i have but just slightly different is what, what would be your advice um how to help children who may be struggling who may be showing signs of 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 um struggling when they're reading um, I know my children, when they were growing up as an educator, I was also a, a teacher at that time. And I had support of family and my family and in-laws, they, they helped. Right. So we also had PBS kids and you know, everybody knows PBS kids is a way to, to learn and grow with their children. So even that being on for an hour or two enable mm. the richness of, you know, some of the shows like Arthur, uh, Barney, you know, there was a, uh, what is a word? Um, um, what is that? I forgot the name. Uh, Mr. Y, you know, I, I forgot that. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot the name. I yeah, promise. I forget too. <laughs> it's yeah. been a while. I forgot. I know, I know. Super Y, Super Y. It's there Super Y. Yeah. So all these, these little shows that enable, show the excitement of how to read, how to learn. It enables you. Picture books, you know, little games that you can do. Um, for example, even word games, the, the, the puzzles that are at home that you want mm-hmm. to them f- to be excited. You want them to want to learn. Reading cannot be forced. You cannot force your child to read unless your child is ready. There are some children who are ready to read as little as two years old. We have heard that two and a half. Mm -hmm. And there are some who are ready at four. You know, you can't force reading because when you force reading, they digress. They get more scared. They don't want to be learning that. Um, of course, uh, we have to have resources that that are provided for us to enable the children to want to learn to read resources that are, are available at your school, um, at your um, religious area, you know, call, ask, go online. There are so many resources out there that can help your child to learn to read and give you the confidence. Once you have the confidence, then you are enabling to for the children to learn as well, to be confident. Yeah. 
And uh, that's such an important message to send out to say, don't force reading. And that's something that we do. We stress mm-hmm. so much that, you know, our child must be ready for school. We don't want them to be behind because we know what that's like when you're, you're showing signs of being behind on your reading at school. And uh, so there's a stress involved on the parents already, and they kind of pass that on to their child. So they're, they're, it's, it can't work. And that was actually leading up to my next question for parents who worry so much that their child may not be um keeping up with their reading skills. And like you said, that's why I thought it was a very important message. Uh, Don't force it. It will come. You just got it. You have to give it some time or the time that they need. Uh, What what kind of encouragement would you tell parents who uh, you mentioned a little bit in the last question, but what kind of encouragement would you give parents to say, it's okay, just keep going. And how could they notice the red flags if there is something that they should worry about? So um, out of the 11 years that I was teaching preschool, almost all of the 11 years, parents were like, (laughs) so when is my child going to start reading? I was like, and I kept continuously telling them, you know, in preschool, we learned the rules and the routines of a classroom, walking in, Mm. putting things in the cubby, you know, uh, finding their place, where do we use the bathroom? And this is reading. This is a type of reading where the child is learning routines. And that's key important Mm -hmm. foundations of learning and the first five months of 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 our preschool year was to learn the routines of the classroom and and then I would be like once they learn this if they are showing me that they are reading we will move on and we can show different uh, strategies through games through play that they love Mm -hmm. you know it like I said you cannot force it there were there were some children who came to the preschool classroom who were reading Yes, mm-hmm. they were reading like the small books, like Bob books. You know, they were reading some words. Again, you have a whole a classroom of 20, 24 kids. You really don't have the time to have that one-on-one with that child. You have the chance to maybe if everyone is playing, you can sit with that child for a few minutes, but encourage them to play with the others, but then let the parents know that, oh, hey, I noticed that that. Uh, Jessica is learning. Uh, she's reading. That is amazing. But we are not doing right now as a class. I will encourage or we will encourage her to do more stuff in classroom and just let it like that. Because learning to grow and learn in preschool with those routines and rule in the classroom is so key importance because that's what makes them grow and learn and go by stages of the learning with the reading because all of my things in the classroom all my um, cubbies and everything was labeled I Mm -hmm. labeled everything with pictures you know and then and when they go to pre-k those labels uh, pictures became words so they learn from three to four to five, they learn to read as they move along. This in stages, it does not yeah. does not come at all at once. Yeah, and it's that's uh, I again I I really appreciate you mentioning that because I working in preschools as well. We've had parents angry with us, yes. demanding that we sit oh, yes. their children down and learn their ABCs, or I'm trying to explain. And that's that's what you were saying. Their stages. It's, it's it's like expecting your newborn to learn to walk right away. You can't. They there's some stages they need to turn over first yeah. and then learn to crawl to work those muscles. Yes. And it's the same yes. with reading. So it's it's uh, it's a bit of, and again another very important message for parents to know that there are stages to follow, yes. and that your child will get there with the right motivation. And, exactly. 
yeah, if they're stressed out about it, they're not, they're going to shut down. They're not going to want to. (laughs) Children, uh, Danielle, children learn from other children being in the classroom, their peers. They learn more with their peers than they will learn from adults like teachers and parents. Mm -hmm. They're seeing their friends, their peers doing something that's fun and they want to be in on the fun as well. And you will see more conversations among the peers in the classroom than the child talking to the teacher or the uh, instructional assistant. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that's why learning through play is so important because as uh, as the adult, you get to see where the child is because you hear the stories that they're telling while they're playing and you know exactly where they are with their their reading skills. We use the high scope method and that was Mm -hmm. when you were observing the child, you took on the notes and then you you categorized their notes to each of the category for high scope. And that's what we use. And that's exactly what we wanted to see, the children's interaction. It's a child-based learning, not teacher-child-based learning. the methods yeah yeah I love that yeah that in your in your so many years of experience have you experienced any unusual ways that uh children learn to read have you seen something that's completely out of the box that you just said wow that's incredible (laughs) there are so many (laughs) stories that I'm thinking about right now but I know I love the fact that children would walk in and they would be like I want to be the teacher today and come to the Mm -hmm. carpet and start the songs start the routine the weather the the day of the week and that's important because they want to be involved from the very beginning and that's important Uh, of course some kids will start dancing or some kids walk away but that's part of a part of being in a preschool classroom but the children who wanted to be involved who got excited they say I want to be just like you we were we were able to tell them come you take the 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 board and you do what you need to do tell us I'll be the I'll be the student and you be the teacher today so that Mm -hmm. gives them encouraged that gives them confidence to to do what they love to do best and other same thing I mean, I yeah. don't know, that's not, I don't, I don't remember any strange stuff, but cool stuff was kids wanted to be teachers and that's what they yeah. wanted to do. They and they do. Yeah. And that kind of leads into what you like to promote that readers are become leaders, that readers yes. become leaders. And, uh, and that's exactly what that is. You can, you kind of see that they want to take over this self self-esteem their confidence uh what would you say what kind of leadership skills do children learn uh about leadership when they're when they're um learning to read they um responsibility is one they take responsible um they become responsible they become kind compassionate empathy they have empathy um they want to be able to please others to make sure that they can share with others that's important sharing and caring and being able to not only impress but having other children come and become involved in their play you know um that's important leaders uh, because readers who become leaders are the ones who are the next generation, right? They are the, the we are going to be the followers. They will be the leaders because they will learn the best way possible to promote the reading that is instilled in them from the very beginning from parents, guardians, grandparents, and families and relatives. Yeah. 
And it's, it's important to have that foundation in the beginning. We talk about leadership a lot with the older children or, you know, middle school even or, um, or high school, but it really does start from, from the beginning yes. and, and reading yes. does that. But yeah. Uh, I'm going to move away from all the reading stuff and, and go on with uh, how do you find, because you're busy, you have your own family, you work, you do your, uh, your lives as well. So how do you find balance between work and life and everything else that life throws at you? <laughs> I have the full support of my husband, my children, my grown children, um, mm -hmm. three of them are married and uh, my youngest just got engaged. So I have all the time uh, that I have at home. I'm, my work doesn't begin till in the afternoon. So the mornings are for me to go live, to record, to go to the library, to get the books. Um, I am able to do that because I do balance my life when, and my family together. Um, when we come, when I come home from work, my family comes over, we have dinner and my grandson always comes to sleep over on Fridays. Usually yeah, my um, when my daughter visits from England, I take the time out from everything. And then I, I balance that where I take, I take care of my family as well, but I have the, having the support of your family, it's, it's key to do what you want to do. Uh, my passion of course is, you know, doing the books and I have that ability. I have that encouragement, that confidence that has been instilled uh, for many years as being an educator to do this. Um, it is hard. Like I said, I was, I was traveling all month long. I didn't get to do a lot of of, uh, lives. Um, I didn't do get to do so much recording. We were only there for a minimum of 12 days, you know, mm. in and out. And when I'm traveling, I try to take the books with me uh, and I try to record some stuff or do some promo videos. So I bring my stuff with me. My family <laughs>, laughs. Um, actually, I took the, the tripod to Pakistan when I went and my, my sister-in-law goes, oh, you brought everything with you. I said, yes. <laughs> It's going to be Pakistan edition. So everywhere I go, I take books, I take my tripod with me and everything. So I, I'm ready, you know, wherever I am. I want to try to, to instill the learning and reading anywhere I go if I'm yeah. able to. So that's important to me. So you, reading doesn't have to be only at home. It could be traveling as well, you know. So that's, right. that's, that's my passion. So I'm going to take it anywhere I go. <laughs> that's right. You bring the office with you when you travel. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Very well. I did. I did see some of your lives when you were in Pakistan and just the change of scenery in the back. It was, it was interesting as a child, it'd be like, oh, there's palm trees or, you know, when it's, something is different. The sounds are different. So it's, it's yeah. great. I think it's yes, wonderful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much why, why we do it as well. It's just because it gives us that flexibility. So yeah. that's wonderful. Uh, do you have any wisdom that you'd like to share with us? Uh, things that you wish you would have known when you were younger that would have made your life easier? Is there any anything, advice or wisdom you'd like to share with us? I wish I knew I would be tech savvy before because I'm not so tech savvy. <laughs> I literally learned everything that you see that is on camera by myself, you know, you know, yeah. the camera, 
you know, all the mistakes that I made from the beginning, you know, I start, stop, start, stop, you know, everything. Uh, I learned myself uh, with Instagram, with YouTube, um, and I improved every single. Now, when I look at my first ever recording on YouTube or Instagram, <laughs> like, whoa, I've come a long way. That's good. Good job, Aisha. <laughs> you know, um, it's it's hard, honestly, when you have not, yeah. not because I didn't have any help. Everybody was busy. They have their own lives. I wanted to learn myself because if I didn't learn myself, then I would never get it. You have mm-hmm. to get it thrown at you to learn, you know, to get somewhere. Um, uh, So that's what it was. So I was, yeah. So I wish I was more tech savvy. (laughs) That's good. But that's a good message as well to say that, you know, just because you don't know about it doesn't mean you can't do it. Just just do it. That's it. That's wonderful. And that's a great leadership skill too. So that's very good. Like try, try again and you'll get it. No one is perfect. No one is perfect, but you'll get there, you know. That's right. Yeah. There's a mentor of mine that, that used to say, get it done and then get it right. So just <laughs> if you wait for it to be perfect, you'll never get anything yeah. done. So yeah. that's Life kind of the same. <laughs> exactly. You just perfect it. Do you have any new projects coming up or anything that you're working on currently that uh, you'd like to share with us? I... I've been so blessed since I opened up the Instagram page, uh, getting DMs by various authors and illustrators. <laughs> Just that that excitement of getting books in the mail. Um, mm-hmm. I just get excited. I just got a, two books in the mail just yesterday. And I'm so excited just to promote their books, to create the real recording and, and then having them join um, on a live session. I, I just love when when authors and illustrators, they just they just DM me, they message me. Oh, we would like you to promote or read our books, we read our books. And please, and I, I'm honored. I really am honored. You know, yeah. it, it gets me excited. I've had one Pakistani author, uh, three European authors, and the rest American authors, and one Canadian. So about about 15 authors that have reached out to me. And it's such a blessing, indeed. Honestly, I'm not doing this for me or or the the praise or anything like that. Everyone who does know me now, they know that is my passion and and. If anyone wants to send their books, they just they just tell me we want you to read. We love the way you read. We love the way your actions are. You're 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 promoting our books. That's great. And and I want to be able to help anybody. I'm an educator. I'll always be an educator, a lifelong learner. And if that means helping others reach where they want to be reached at. I will, I'm there to help them. And I know in the future, one day, I don't know when, if I want, if I, if I write a book, they will be there for me too. Um, yeah. Everybody asks me, Aisha, write a book. I'm like, I'm not there yet. I want to still want to be part of reading other books, you know, yeah. be there for them. And when that light does come on and I create a book, I will be there. I just don't yeah. know, but I just love, <laughs> love receiving books. I love to promote the authors and illustrators books always and go live as well. Oh, that's nice. And it kind of uh, adds value to the work that you do when authors are reaching out to you and saying, you know, we'd like for you to present. And I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, actually, I'm going to ask you a bit later, but before I ask how we can reach you and how people can reach out to you, uh, what... Um, it's a question that I asked a little girl asked me this for uh, an interview once and uh, she would interview a, 
series of adults and she would ask them that question because everybody asked her that question mm -hmm. and the adults would not give her an answer. So she would get frustrated and her mother would say, well, just stop asking the question. It's like, no, I'm going to get somebody who will answer. And when she asked me, I answered it. And she turned around and said, you see, mom, I told you somebody would get it. So I promised her I would ask anybody that I interview, I would ask okay. them this one particular question. And that question is, what would you like to be when you grow up? <laughs> I want to be a social media uh, influencer for reading. Yes. That's exactly what I want to do. There are so many influencers out there. I want to be an influencer that will enable everyone to love reading. And that's exactly what my answer is. Oh, that's great. And you're you're doing it. So that's wonderful. It's, it's, I love this question because it's endless. There's so many different ways that, that you can. I yeah. hope that I did answer that question. <laughs> I keep in touch with her mom sometimes and it's, it's every single time I think I, I, there's one time I didn't ask but uh, the other times I always ask it and it's I love the reaction of people there's some of them know right away just like, like you they know right other ones they have to think about it did she really ask me if what I, when I grew up or when I when I was a child what I wanted to be so I just I'm already a teacher that. I always wanted to be a teacher so now I want to be an influencer of reading to teach. That's great. Oh, that's wonderful. I love it. Uh, so how can um, how can people reach you? How can they follow you? I will add that information in the description of uh, and, and in the comments. But uh, if you could just kind of share with us how people can follow you and, and see you in action and uh, reach out to you if they want to send you their books. Yes. Um, um, you can follow me at um, Storytime with Mrs. Vague on Instagram, Storytime with Mrs. Bake on YouTube channel. And mm -hmm. I also have a Gmail, Storytime with Miss Bake at gmail.com. And uh, I'm on both YouTube and Instagram. Excellent. And I'll, again, I'll add that. In and the you can direct message me as everyone, sorry, as everyone has been directly messaging me through Instagram and I've been corresponding with all the authors and illustrators through that. And some of them have um, corresponded through my Gmail. So I have, okay. a, a, have a separate Gmail for story time. So story time with Miss Big. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Aisha, for uh, for joining me today. I'm so happy. Like I said, I'm just I'm all giddy because I, I love the work that you do, and I'm really happy that you uh, you came on and shared your your story and uh, validated parents, you know, adults on on the work that they do to get their children to read. So, thank you again uh, for joining me. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you for having me. Such an honor yeah. and pleasure to finally meet you in person as well. <laughs> Right. That's right. We'll have to we'll have to do this again at one yes, point. I love it. Yes. Thank yeah. you. I, I could talk to you. I could talk to you all day uh, before we recorded. For those who are listening, we were talking, and I I could have. I could, I could have just sat all day. I was drinking my tea. And I'm thinking, oh, I could, I could learn so much more from that. From I had my coffee before I started. I would have been asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I usually have coffee this time today. I decided to switch it up. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, no, I usually, that's my breakfast time. 9.30 is my breakfast. So uh, okay. yeah, we're all good. That's Thank good. you so much. Thank you for Thank having you. me, Danielle. I had such a wonderful time. It's such an honor. Oh,
Thank you. It was great having you on. And for everybody listening or watching, uh, don't forget again to uh, follow Ms. Big Aisha on, um, on Instagram, YouTube, and look at her videos, uh, get your kids excited about reading. And uh, don't forget to hit that like, follow, and subscribe button. And until next time, stay safe, stay awesome, and we'll talk soon.